Hey, I, I have a message for you this morning that I, the Lord put on my heart. Uh, I'll finish up next week probably uh, with the Recharge series. But uh, this is heavy on my heart today, and, and I believe God is going to use it to speak to you right where you are. If you have your Bibles or your devices, if you want to turn to me, Psalms 46, and this would be a good Psalms for you to uh, read throughout um, this upcoming week, uh, to even read it, you know, every day. Um, it, is, uh, it, it speaks to us right where we are. So I'm going to begin reading at verse 1, Psalms 46, and it says, God is our refuge and strength, and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way. And the mountains fall in the heart of the sea. Look at verse 3. Though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains will help. Excuse me. Although the waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. Verse 5 says this. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. Verse 7, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shadows the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted above the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So in the middle of this time, as you saw in that Psalms, it's a, it was a time of chaos, a time that... Um, said the earths, even if they melt, the Lord is saying, be still and know that I am God. And I think that's exactly what he is saying to us today. Can we pray together? Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you, Lord God, for your presence. You're with us today. And in this time, Lord, we can be assured that you are God. And Lord, that you have a plan, you have a purpose for us, and it is good. Now, Lord, would you speak to every heart today? Church, would you pray this with me? Lord, speak to my heart. Change my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I'm sure that you've heard plenty of toilet paper jokes, and uh, I was debating whether I should share this one or not, but it's very short, and we sure could use some laughter, right? So here it is. With the shortage of toilet paper, there is a new appreciation for the CVS receipts. I'm just taking for granted that you're laughing at home like the few are that are laughing here. I don't believe there's been another time in the history of the U.S. where there's been so much uncertainty. I believe since the Great Depression and the world has been rocked by fear and panic now there's social isolation, which makes it all the worse. 
And just a few weeks ago, we could not have imagined that this would have ever happened, especially in the United States. But I, I must remind us today that God is our refuge and strength, just like the psalmist said. He said that he is an ever-present help in times of trouble. God is in control. He, is, uh, he still has a plan, and it will be carried out. And hear me, for his church, for his people, it will be good. It will be good. It, good will come from this. You know, I, I have already seen good. Um, some, you know, you don't, don't have to look too hard as, as the church to see that. Um, and I think God is, is refocusing us on the importance of living uh, for him throughout the week, not just on Sunday mornings in the church building. Uh, the church may be, the building itself may be closed. Someone said this, the church is not closed, just, excuse me, just the buildings are. And uh, the church is alive and well today. People are worshiping throughout, I believe. Families are worshiping at home, maybe some for the first time. Maybe for the first time, Dad is getting everybody together and getting their computer on, pulling up the live stream, and for the first time maybe for some, there's worship going on in the living room of houses. Families are spending more time together. Uh, that can be a good thing or a bad thing. It should be, it should be good for you. Uh, I think uh, we all have a greater appreciation for the church itself, the building. Uh, I, as I was walking around this morning, uh, as we were getting ready, just looking at the empty rooms and where, uh, and, and the silence where we would see people and laughter. Y'all, I miss handshaking, high fives. And I miss those times, that uh, those, those touches and those words and that encouragement that we have from each other. And uh, so uh, this is a, a trying time for the church, but I believe because of the absence of, of the things that we're used to, church like we're used to it, uh, when we do come back together, we're going to um, be more committed, more appreciative of the church itself. So there are many good things that I see God is doing. I believe people are turning to God. You know, when times like this, in times like this, we revert back to God. I've heard that people are putting up Christmas lights in the neighborhood. And I think that's awesome. I told Patty it's interesting that nobody's putting up Halloween lights. I think it is... Um, we turn to God during times like this, and we, um, and God will, the good thing about God is God will take us. He will, even when before we would not listen, we would uh, treat him, uh, you know, like we would, uh, you know, something that we would not like, something we would not want, but, but God, when we turn to him, he always receives us. That's amazing about God to me, that he receives us when we turn to him, even in the times that we re reject him. So the good news today uh, is in Psalms 46. I see it as the, the uh, summary of that chapter, of that Psalms. And that, that verse, that one verse where God says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. It certainly causes worry, stress, and it causes panic. But during this time, I believe God is... Screaming to his people, maybe not screaming, uh, whispering to his people is more like what God would do. Be still 
and know that I am God. So I want to take, I want to look at that Psalms. I, I really, I want to look at that one phrase. And I want to look at three things that we can be certain about because of that phrase. Three things that we can be certain about. Number one, God is God. God is God. The scripture says this, I am the Lord and there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. First Chronicles uh, says this, Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor, for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. God is God today. There is no other God. There is no one like him. He is God Almighty. He answers to no one. He is all-sufficient. If he needed something, he could speak it into existence. He has no enemies because no one is a threat to him. He spoke creation into existence with his words. He gave life to mankind with his breath. Heaven is his home, and the earth is his footstool, the Bible says. He has no lack, but hear me this morning. He is deeply in love with you. He knows what you're facing because he's all-knowing. He is in control because he is all-powerful. He is close to you right now because he is everywhere present. God is God this morning. He's over. He's God over this situation. He's God over the, the chaos. He's God over your finances. He's God over help. He wants to be God completely and totally over your life. God is God today. Another thing, uh, that, that phrase that says, be still and know that I am God. So uh, the second thing that you can be certain of is this. You can know him. You can know him. Now that's the greatest news that I can give you this morning. That is the gospel message. That Jesus came and gave his life so you and I could receive forgiveness of sins and have a relationship with our Father. Not only does he, uh, uh, did he make a way for us to have a relationship, he longs for you and I to know him in an intimate, close relationship with him. There is nothing greater than knowing God. This is, the, this is your purpose for living, to know God. When, when you know him through salvation, through a relationship, when you know him, there are some things that you can know. We, you may have questions this morning. You may, uh, we all do. Uh, we have things that, that we question, uncertainty. But there are some things that you and I can know and we should know if we know God. Number one, he will never stop loving you. And isn't that awesome? That's some good news this morning. That if you know God, he will never stop loving you. Look at the scripture. It says, For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So even when you fail him, he still loves you. Even if you have walked away from him, he loves you this morning. Even when you doubt his love, it doesn't change the fact he 
still loves you. And because he loves you, you can count on him to hear you when you cry out to him, when you return to him, when you ask for forgiveness of your sins, when you put your faith in him again. You can believe that he will because he loves you. He loves you. The second thing that you can know is this. He will never leave you. He will never leave you. The scripture says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. That God is right there with you, right where you are in your living room, in your kitchen right now. He is there. He will never leave you. We may have to socially distance ourselves from each other, but God does not distance himself from us. He is with us. Another thing you can know uh, is he will never fail you. So he loves you, he's there with you, and he will never fail you. The scripture says, David said to Solomon his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Can I tell you today, my God is there with you. He wants to be your God if you don't know him. He wants you to know him in that intimate way so you can say just like David, my God is with you. You can say that with certainty, that he will not fail you or forsake you. And I can tell you that because I have proven that in my own life. He has never failed me. He has never forsaken me. I have failed him. I have forsaken him, but he has never let me down. So today, you can know that. You can know with all of your heart that he will not fail you, that he is there with you, and that you can know him. Your circumstances sometimes may look like God has failed you. The devil will definitely tell you that God has failed you, but don't trust what you see. And don't believe what Satan says. God has not failed. Listen, if he didn't do something for you, it was for your good. You just don't understand it at this point. But it was for your good if, 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 if he didn't do that for you. So if you don't know him, hear me today. You can begin today. There's no better time than today to receive forgiveness of sins, to, to receive Christ in your heart so you can have this relationship knowing God. If you already know him, you can know him more. Take this time to refocus on him. Maybe for many of us, we've gotten some things, um, uh, you know, off, off in front of God. Let me say it that way. Maybe for some of us that things, uh, we've put priorities above God. This is a great time to refocus on God. Make him number one in your life. And you will see confidence. You will see faith. You will see a peace that you need during this time. So there are some things that, that we can know. Now, um, there is, let me give you one other thing that you can know from that phrase. Be still and know that I am God. So God is God, and the good news is you can know him, and he wants you to. And the third thing is this. The third thing you can be certain about is there is peace in knowing him. There is peace in knowing him. To be still is to have peace. I think about the time that Jesus was with his disciples 
in the boat. I mentioned this verse a, a few weeks ago when they were in the boat and the storm came up and they would begin to fear and begin to have panic. And Jesus was asleep, in the, the scripture says, in the stern of the boat. And one of the disciples runs to him and said, God, don't you fear, I mean, don't you uh, worry that we're, we're fixing to, go, you know, go under. The waves are, uh, you know, overtaking the boat. God, won't you help us? And, and, and Jesus got up and the scripture says he just spoke to the wind and the waves. And he said, peace, be still. And the winds and the waves died down, and there was peace. And I'm telling you, you may need that this morning. You may need God's peace. Uh, he said this in John 14. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Today, if Jesus is in your heart, you can have his, you have his peace. You just have to choose his peace over the, the doubt, the fear. His peace is already given to you. You can activate his peace this morning. Whatever the situation is, no matter how dire it may be, God can give you peace to go through this storm. So how do we live in peace today? I want to give you just some brief ways on you how you can live in peace. The first one is this. You can choose, you have to choose faith over fear. God has given each person, the Bible says, a measure of faith. With that faith, when we hear the good news of the gospel, we can actually act on that because faith comes with hearing, the Bible says, and hearing by the word. So as we hear the gospel message for the first time, all of, many of us that have given our life to Christ, we had faith that came with that. Or there's faith that comes with this word today. If you've received Christ already, uh, you have faith. You already have a gift of faith. And you can have faith to believe that God is going to see you through this. You don't have to give in to worry. Now, worry comes on us all, I'm telling you. And, and fear tries to overtake us sometimes. But you can choose not to submit to that fear you can choose to have faith. Proclaim faith out of your mouth. I'm telling you, it works. When you activate God's faith, you have peace. Peace comes with that. And if you just, you have to activate it during this time. Uh, another um, way to choose peace today, uh, man, we need this one. I mentioned it just a moment. Choose God's word over worry. Choose his word. Over worry. Um, worry does come. But let it drive you to God's word. Uh, in this time of uncertainty, go to something that's certain, and that's God's word. The scripture says this, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words, Jesus said, will never pass away. You can trust in God's word. His word is his promises to you. I don't have this in your notes, but at another place, Jesus said this, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I've overcome the world. That's God's promise to you today. You can receive that word and choose to have God's peace today because his word 
has promised you. You don't have to give in to the worry that's, that, um, man, if you watch the news, if you um, get on Facebook, I mean, you will worry if you, if you read that stuff too much, if you listen to that too much. But let's go to God's Word and see what God's Word says. God's Word says we win in the end, y'all. We sure do. So you can have some peace today um, by going to God's Word. Another way that you can live in peace today is to choose praise over panic. Choose to give God praise over panic. I, um, I can share this because we're close like that. And uh, Patty bought me some shampoo that when I shampoo my hair, it makes the gray go away. And she must think I need it. But I've been telling her this, that my God is making my hair turn brown without it. I mean, just naturally, the older I get, the more brown my hair is becoming. Because my God is like that. He is, he is working in my life. So I'm, I'm giving him praise for some brown hair. And uh, so this morning, uh, I walked into the bedroom and I said, now look at my hair. Doesn't it look more brown? She goes, yeah, it does. It really does. That stuff works. I said, I didn't even use it. I hadn't even, she said, yes, you did because your hair looks more brown. I said, no, I didn't. And she looked at the box that hadn't even been opened. See what happens when you give God some praise. <laughs> you know, God ain't really concerned about my hair color. But he is concerned about how I praise him. And giving him praise for his goodness in our life. And giving him praise for the ways you trust him in your life. Um, I'm telling you, when you praise God, when you choose to praise God for his blessings, for, for the things that, um, that, that he's given you promises about, I'm telling you, you can have God's peace. His peace comes when you praise him. We, when we praise him, there's so many benefits of praising God. When we praise him, we put our focus on him. He has our attention. When we praise him, we're showing him that we're thankful. So we're reminded of all the things that we have to be thankful about. I'm just thankful to have some hair, much less if it's gray or not. And when we praise God, we're doing what we were created for. We, you can feel it when you praise God. You're fulfilling, you're fulfilling your purpose for living. And when we praise God, this is, this, this is what I like, the one I like the most. When you praise God, you bring his presence into your situation. He just shows up right where you are. Uh, there's a story in the book of Acts that I just love that um, Paul and Silas were thrown into prison for doing God's work. They had been beaten, and they were thrown into prison, not just in prison, but the Bible says the inner prison. I mean, they were guarded. Uh, it looked bad. They had reason to complain. They had reason to worry. They had reason to give in to fear. And even to question God's love. And, and look at what they, what they did. In, in Acts 16 it says, About midnight, the darkest time, when it, there was no, no other darker than, than midnight, it's not any darker than midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. And church, just a side note, the world is looking at us how we're reacting to this dark time. 
They're watching us. They are, they are wondering, are, we're going to, are we going to practice what we preach? Are we going to have faith? Are we going to continue to, to be the church even outside the, the walls? Are we going to continue to give God praise? They're listening to us. They're watching us. Paul, they were listening to Paul and Silas, but Paul and Silas was having church anyway. In the prison, y'all, and verse 26, I love it, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. Everybody. What happened? God's presence hit that place. And we prayed this morning before this service that God's presence would hit your house. That maybe not shake its foundation, right? Uh, but his presence would move in such a way that you could feel him right where you are. That if there are things uh, in your family member's life, change things that are keeping them to have freedom from Christ, I pray that this morning they just fall off as we praise God, as we worship God. As a matter of fact, I want you to think of something you have to be thankful for. And I just want you, you can either, either say it out loud or you can keep it to yourself and just thank God. But thank God for it in a form of praise. God, thank you. You've kept me. Thank you, Lord God. You have blessed me. You've been better to me than you should have. Just take a moment to do it, okay? Maybe you can think of two or three things. God, I praise you. Jesus, you set me free. I'm forgiven. I thank you. I thank you. And Lord, as they're praising you now, I believe your presence is just they're sensing you. You're there with them already. But let them know it. Let them know you're there. Lord God, I pray you would touch now. Let chains be loose. Addictions fall from those, Lord, that need that. Lord, healing to come. Touch bodies now, I pray. Lord, right there where they are. Lord God, as we praise you and lift you up, when you show up, everything changes. Thank you for that, in Jesus' name. You know, the way I see praise, I see praise as a way to trouble your trouble. That when you begin to praise, not, not for this reason, we praise God because he's worthy, but that Satan cannot stand it. Where we're going through a time of, of darkness or trouble or you know, chaos like we're experiencing right now, I'm telling you, it confuses. It, we see this example in the Bible. That praise confuses our enemy. And I'm telling you, Satan cannot stand it. When, when he would expect us to, to complain, he would expect us to give over to fear, he cannot stand it. He gets confused when we just begin to lift a praise to God and begin to declare God's goodness. I'm telling you, it, it messes with him. It's a way to trouble your trouble. When God shows up, everything changes. Amen? And then the last one is this. Let's choose prayer over perspective. Prayer over perspective. Your perspective is your point of view. It's your opinion. And our opinions are like elbows. Everybody has a couple of them. And during the time like this, you can always, you cannot trust everybody's opinion. You can't trust even uh, what you hear from the media at times. I'm telling you. You have to go to God and allow God to speak to you. 
And that happens when you pray, when you spend time with him. Uh, maybe you have extra time now. Spend extra time in prayer. Um, speak to him, but then listen and let him speak back to you. Uh, this is what you need God's word. I need God's word more than anything else. You can trust God's word, and he wants to speak to us. I want to close with this verse. This verse is Psalms 50, 15. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will honor me. Isn't that an amazing promise from God? Hey, if you were, you can, uh, and you feel comfortable doing so, would you stand up uh, right where you are? And I want to say a prayer uh, with you, a couple of prayers. First, if you do not know God, if you've not given your life to Christ, the way we do it at Move Church, we pray it together. It's a prayer that we call a commitment prayer, and it's a prayer that you can pray with faith from your heart, and God will answer this prayer. He will forgive you of your sins. And he'll move into your heart. We believe that. It's, it's a prayer that begins a relationship. Now, it's not a, a one-time prayer and forget about God. No. But it's a prayer that initiates a relationship with God, saying, God, I want your salvation. I receive it. And from there, the Holy Spirit moves in, and he begins to work in your life so you can have a relationship with God. You can know him and know him and know him greater. And that's what this prayer is, and we would love to pray it with you. As a matter of fact, we pray it together. I'm going to ask everyone just to pray it right where you are. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you gave your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sins. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Would you forgive me for all my sins? Would you come into my heart? Would you change my life? And I'm going to do my best to live for you in Jesus' name.